The hot August nights are here, and Rokugan just gets hotter. We'll discuss the news and happenings from Gen Con, including the results of the Toshi Rambo season. You gotta love the Scorpion taking top honors, it's only fair. We'll cover some of the storylines, the elemental cycle fiction, and the previewed Scorpion pack. Lastly, we'll discuss something completely outside Rokugan, but because we're just too excited about it to contain ourselves. Keyforge, the newest game from Richard Garfield, the singular person without whom we would not be doing any of this. So make sure the AC is set to high, you've got your short shorts on, and a cold drink. The Art of Warcast starts now. This is the Art of Warcast, a podcast about Legend of the Five Rings, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Opus, Carl Anderton, and Doug Keister. Episode 31, Coup Forge? All right, welcome. I'm Tobin Lopez. I'm Carl Anderton. I'm Doug Keister. So, uh, Gen Con. Gen Con happened. Gen oh, Con word. is... In our rearview mirrors and uh, fastly, fastly getting further and further away. Fastly? Um, swiftly? Fastly, swiftly, swiftly, swiftly. quickly, yes. quickly. <laughs> uh, I haven't had much of my coffee this morning. I've had some. Uh, why, don't we, why don't we break for Tobin's coffee? <laughs> <laughs> so, congratulations. Wow. Congratulations. It's me who's fighting the cold, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> congratulations to Anil and Travis for getting top two, those finalists there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anil winning it with Dragon. There's been much made. I've I've listened to various podcasts. Everybody's been talking about it. I happened to do a little guest spot. Jason and I did a guest spot on Jay Throne, oh. recording from Gen Con. So that was fun. You know, all these podcasters, uh, the community there, the Gen Con. I talked to so many people, and just it's a very good, very rich, very congenial, right, collegial uh, feeling. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I played. Uh, seven rounds. I didn't make the the mistakes that I had thought I was going to make, which was awesome. <laughs> I I actually, and I said so on Jade Throne. I don't think I made a mistake. There was one. There, well, gameplay mistake. One mistake. The, the one serious mistake I said was was in round two when I looked at my opponent's Phoenix Stronghold and thought, oh, not or Kudnisawa, not Kurimori mm-hmm. Saido. Kurimori Saido, the core Stronghold mm-hmm. plus two Glory one, is the one he was playing. I saw Isawa, and oh, so boy. I was thinking something completely different. So, yes. but he had the soup to nuts in that game. He he, I conceded. <laughs> I think turn three, I was like, "Yeah, I'm good. You just broke three of my people, and you got everybody." And oof, I had some great games. Played a unicorn, played two lion, played two phoenix, played a crab and a scorpion. I had a wonderful game against a lion game against uh, Ed Osterling. I think his his last name. He's from Tucson, so he he and I. We were in the, I think it was third round. We went to time. I didn't concede. I was ahead on points. He didn't. He said, "Let's play." We played it out. It took us about twenty minutes. We were throwing everything oh. we had at the. <laughs> so we had a whole audience standing around. And it was like, "No, come on, do it, God, do it." And I win because I had one more honor than he did. <laughs> so I had more honor. He had the favor, but I had the honor. So oh, it's just it was incredible. <laughs> Anyways, I said, "So where are you from, Ed?" And he said Tucson, and I'm like, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, because I was born and born and raised in Tucson, oh, so crazy, um, it was it was great. And he he was there with a couple guys, and it was really a lot of fun. Gen Con was longer than I th- that I anticipated. I worked 22 hours for Fantasy Flight. 
That sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I did. Uh, I think I worked twenty four or something like that and, uh, for uh, the uh, in twenty seventeen. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, and I love the fact that I I worked about as half as long as you guys, even though I wasn't actually working. It's just the way the way Gen Con turned out for us. I was hanging around for about at least half the time you guys were doing stuff. So. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and mine was all all kinds of variety of stuff. I judged L five R proving grounds. I demoed Keyforge, mm-hmm. and then I judged Netrunner. Netrunner draft, so it was like I was kind of all over the place, and I didn't get a chance to roam the dealer hall, unfortunately. But it sounds like if there was one year not to roam the dealer hall, it was this one. There wasn't any like massive purchase to be made. Yeah, any lots of lots of announcements, thing. not a whole lot of like, yeah. look, I'm released here. I mean, let's not to get the retailer bit on, but let's look at this. Releasing cool new stuff at Gen Con is generally not the world's greatest thing for the market as a whole. Right. Announcing it is fantastic. Well, yeah. now, and that's not to say there wasn't. There's that's not to say that the, the dealer hall is ever boring. There's oh, never, always lots no. of stuff to do, and there's always lots of stuff to buy. But if it's yeah, from what I've heard from various people who have gone, which I, unfortunately I didn't get to go this year, uh, is that the dealer hall was. A little flat. It, uh, yeah, there, there was stuff out there. There's good stuff, but it was you know stuff that's been out a while. There's maybe a few demos of things that'll be hitting the market soon, kind of like Keyforge. Yeah, subdued. Yeah, so a little yeah, a little more subdued. But Announcements for Kickstarter games that are yeah. you know will yeah. be will which be is all which so is all so cool forth. stuff to go and see, but it's not the typical you know um, you know I was racing last when I went to go and get Dragonfire for example things right. like that. like I want this you know yeah yeah or or when you know or you know in 2017 when Fantasy Fright brought brought out. Uh, the new Twilight Imperium and no, L five R and all that stuff all at once. It's like, if if anything, they're you know they're, the Fantasy Flight booth is always mobbed, but it was mobbed even more. Yeah, you, you, you're giving me flashbacks to that vendor line actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, uh, Gen Con PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Jason, just to wrap up our kind of a Gen Con experience, Jason and I hung out with some great folks, uh, Chris Satowski, uh and his buddy Danger, who's who's this is interesting his nickname is danger because his will actual Robinson. name is will robinson yeah i appreciate it, I appreciate it. <laughs> that was pretty cool wow. uh of course we saw uh hung out with brad andrews tyler parrott and a lot of other l5r players and so on and so forth the in-flight report sadly i was really excited for it because i was wanting to hear some l5r news and it was largely free of l5r lcg news they they talked about the l5r uh, beginner game and the mm-hmm. rpg and Which I just picked up, by the way, the uh, the beginner game. Oh, I yeah, picked it up on Wednesday. Yeah. That's a nice box. Yeah, the, the everything's glossy, full color. It's you know, it's you know, Fantasy Flight's usual. If you're familiar with any of their RPGs, they always do you know like glossy, high you know high contrast, very you know highly saturated printing. Mm-hmm. And this is that. It's the colors just pop. It's really well done. Yeah, the character folios are all nice and heavyweight, glossy, nice paper too. And it's so it's yeah, so it's it's a nice little package. And it comes with a full set of their funky, pit, dice. funky yeah, their dice. weird dice. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm probably not far behind you in going for one of those actually. Yeah. After reading, but and they, they also, I can't now. Things are kind of bleeding together here, but they did announce Emerald Empire, the book on the land of Rokugan, right? right? The yes. So, and yeah. areas, and that one is more like I was really thinking I was going to get the RPG source book, but now that that came out, that might be more. My flavor, because I'm not an RPG player. I, I don't yeah. know that I'll play the RPG. Mm-hmm. Chances are not. I I like to think I would, but mm-hmm. historically, I'll buy the source book and not I'll run play it the for game. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but see, there's an interesting point there that FFG are doing something 
very much unique to them, which is we've had the the books for Arkham Horror Living Card game, we've had the World of Android for Netrunner, essentially. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've now got um, this same one for Rokugan and, and Legend of the Five Rings setting, where those are ostensibly not role-playing game books, but they're really good for the role-playing think, game, to say the least. I think yeah. the, you know, the Emerald Empire book is actually going to be an RPG source book. Like as such, but yeah. I mean, if it's still if it's still basically low on the stats and just being a setting material source book, that, yeah, I that's think perfect. I, the, the impression you know? I got yeah. was Emerald Empire is literally the geography and history of the land of Rokugan, which is one of those things right? that yeah. for allows sides. for co- for RPG players right. to provide context. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and when there will there will probably be like you know some characters in there with stats and you know stats for monsters or whatever stuff like that. So there'll oh, be, yeah, there'll yeah, be yeah, some yeah. of that. Okay, interesting. But yeah, there'll probably be really in depth coverage. So a lot of RPGs do like a world book as mm-hmm. if they if they have a very, an in-depth setting and and Rokugan is a very in-depth setting. There is tons of histories. We're talking about a a, a nation that has a thousand years of imperial history. So there's a lot of stuff that they will need to cover. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of good information there just for anybody who's interested in L5R and Rokugan, right. but I think there is going to be uh, it, it, there probably will be a little bit of uh It'll be focused a little bit more at the RPG, but I'm sure it'll have wider value than just being an RPG source. Book. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I did manage to judge with some pretty awesome uh, gentlemen: Chad Delman, Aaron Boyd, Paul Steiner. Uh, Paul didn't. I don't think Paul was um, judging off IVR, but he's he's mm-hmm. an AGOT guy now. But he was still there, and it's always good to see. Is him. he not playing L5R anymore? He or? is not playing L5R. Oh, anymore. that's a bummer. So, and then to finish up on the in-flight report thing yeah they they announced the l5r lcg nothing they basically said here here's some rpg news oh and as far as the lcg comes we're doing something we'll tell you in november yeah. we're like what <laughs> really i want to see cards i want to i want to know things uh so i was i was a little bit uh miffed now there was one bit of uh interesting news that came out of there you know all that being said is that one person went up and asked, I think it was a young lady, went up and asked, can you tell us when the clan packs will be released? And Andrew Navarro, mm-hmm. who was answering the questions, said, we've looked at that, and we we will be, the, the release of the clan packs will be accelerated, but there's nothing beyond that news. Oh, like, that's all he said, was like, we've looked at it, and we, we the, the clan packs release will be accelerated, which means... What it means, yeah. Look, but look, be faster. There's what? You know? There's there's five more to come out after Underhand. Yes. Well, that seems see. like a lot of clan packs to come out in the next whatever. But but year. here's the thing, Fantasy Flight does not give release dates. Yeah. They yeah. they don't until until it's until like you know a week or a month or whatever beforehand. If they if once it's absolutely written in stone. And real soon now, maybe they'll give you the release date, but they don't do it ahead of time, yeah. especially months ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, I mean, great question. You know, glad you asked it, but it, you're not going to get the answer. Right. Yeah. Well, but but what he did say was the original plan was cycle, you know, six packs. The standard packs, LCG. Uh, packs, classic, clan packs. classic version. But yeah. now, they're, they're, now they're accelerating the clan packs, so it's not going to, so, so that's going to be turned on its ear, as we have predicted. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, like I've been saying for over a year now, expect it to work kind of like it has been for AGOT for in recent uh, recent releases. Mm-hmm. They have up. sped up the the faction packs, the the faction deluxes for Agot, so that they're getting they're they're they've actually they actually have been pumping out like one in between each cycle and one in the middle of each cycle is about what they've been averaging. 
wow. to get to get all of the the house packs out for for yeah, Game of Thrones. Exactly the mm-hmm. same issue, exactly the same problem. I mean, let's we good old fashioned um, my, my prediction level again. We are approaching the anniversary, right? Unless I'm very nuts here. Yeah, yeah. Over the actual yeah, we I, so a full Gen Con to Gen Con was one year, but yeah, year. but actual actual releases six years, weeks, yes, very, something like that, four weeks out, something like that. So by that point there, if yeah, assuming assuming underhands coming up fairly soon, we're looking at round about two per year is what they originally aimed for. Right, didn't they announce underhand for October? I believe yeah, so. So that puts them about that area. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a little, you know, give or take a little. So around about two a year. So now we know oh, yeah, yeah, faster yeah. than that. So even if it goes to if it goes to three to four a year, we're still looking at a year and a bit for everybody. That's what I could kind of see. Oh, that's true. Okay, so cramming, if you so if you yeah. say t- we got two in the first fourteen months, then you yeah. could say three in the next twelve. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So and so that would leave two for year three. Yeah. So do they do that? Do they try and cram the whole five? I don't think they try and cram the whole five. That seems no. insane. No, 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 so no. So no. we're looking at a minimum year and a bit for the next set of stuff, at least. Yeah. So yeah. at the very, very least. So, so it's looking like what twenty twenty one. But by twenty twenty one, we'll have all of the, <laughs> which sounds like a. Long oh no time no! Ago. I was gonna say. Well, I was gonna say twenty twenty. Well, so in twenty twenty, we'll in twenty twenty, we'll have the yes. seventh clan. Yeah, that, yeah, that would be that would be about right. Yeah, so that's something. The, the question yeah. there, of course, even with the accelerated version, becomes who gets who gets dropped to <laughs> yeah, last, right? You know, so and why will it be one. the unicorn? <laughs> 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 yeah. it could, well, I don't know, uni or well, you could make an argument that uni are pretty powerful. Uh, right Until now. October, you know. <laughs> it's kind of, it's, well, it's kind of funny that I only got to hear the phrase uh, "uniswarm" the other day, which is definitely the uh, thing that is going down. Oh yeah, you know, oh yeah, so. oh yeah. Yeah, and then and then the scorpion pack will drop, and then we'll go back to scorpion dominance for a while. <laughs> That's very very likely, very likely. Well, <laughs> on the subject of scorpion dominance, we have the Toshi Rambo scissors. Yes, in front exactly. Of us. <laughs> so so maybe not. Pre Gen Con, uh, it was a that was the perfect was segue. Close. I set it up for you. <laughs> exactly. Pre Gen Con, it was really close. Post Gen Con, not so much. Post Gen Con, uh, Toshi Rambo, Scorpion won it, pulling away with twenty nine percent of the vote. So twenty nine percent of the points. Well, to twenty three, that's I guess that is much. Well, better it was a two point yeah. difference. Now it's a now six, it was a six, six yeah, point. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so that was a big deal. Now here's the interesting part. The the thing that the and and FFG was stalwart was amazing in putting out the new roles the announcement of the new roles so as a result to close off the Toshi Rambo season Toshi Rambo yay Scorpion cards if you don't like Scorpion cards like me you're gonna hate worlds <laughs> well, it's more effective <laughs> hate the decorations it's, it's more effective I'm not going to worlds but I'm making sure that many of my agents are going with yes, with, yes. Um, with instructions basically yeah, shall yeah. we say. Shit, I, I gotta bring back scorpion cards to somebody. I can't tear them in half. Oh, anyhow, so so it's uh, as last year's uh, as last year's worlds had a dragon theme. This year's worlds will have a scorpion theme, so we'll see a lot of scorpion cards. Full art, and and don't get me wrong, I do like the art. I do like the cards. I just have. Uh, I just uh, the the NPE associated with playing a scorpion is rough. So anyhow, okay, going on. I'm 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 I'm. <laughs> I'm seeking counsel. <laughs> we're we're so, putting yes, we're putting Tobin into LCG therapy. Yeah. So, as far as the keeper or the the role voting went, like I talked with half a dozen crab players at Gen Con, and we were all going keeper of water because we wanted fight on. Right. Mm-hmm. We wanted fight on, and every and, and I voted twice because I was I was uh, no I voted once, but vote some people voted often. twice. The pro the proving grounds people got to vote a second time. 
the people, if you participate in the Grand Cote, you got to participate a second time. So the people that participate in the Proving Grounds got to vote a second time. That's awesome. I didn't. I, I should have probably. Maybe that would have made the difference. <laughs> Maybe as a judge, I could have put in a vote. Anyhow, all the crabs I talked to, which was about five or six, voted Keeper of Water because they wanted Fight On. And somehow, in God's earth, I do not know, understand why, they went Seeker of Earth. So crab so keeper of earth, uh, seeker of earth. Yep, and so crab are the owners of the earth rolls. Crane are owners of the air rolls because they got keeper of air to go alongside seeker of air. Dragon got keeper of void to go along with seeker of fire. Lion got seeker of void to go along with keeper of fire. No harm there, really. So. Phoenix got seeker of air to go with keeper of water, and I think that's pretty good for Phoenix. Yeah. Scorpion, Scorpion, uh, Keeper of Earth to go with Seeker of Fire. So they have a Keeper role, so backhanded compliment is a thing. Seeker yeah. Void, sorry. Yeah, right now, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Scorpion players because that back line with the Seeker of Void role so, is so powerful. Do they go Keeper to get backhanded compliments? Someone, some someone over here has been testing stuff. Keeper of Earth. Yeah. Keeper of Earth. It's and, fun. It's fun as all hell. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then perhaps most importantly, uh, at least in terms of who got what roles, Unicorn got Keeper of Fire, which allows them to have Feast or Famine, which yeah. is huge. <laughs> yeah. Now, as has been brought up in many other places, the fight was for Seeker of Fire, yep. right? That was what a lot of the fight was going into Gen Con, was Seeker of Fire. No one else came out with Seeker of Fire. So, Seeker, so Dragon is the only one with Seeker of Fire. No one else got it in their voting. That's weird. It really is. Political, political maneuvering, gentlemen. We're having a Rokugan playing really out for us here. Oh, my God. You know? So, <laughs> wait, did everybody just collectively decide, well, every other clan's going for Seeker of Fire, so we'll go for something different. I mean, yeah, you probably you probably got the classical, Maybe. the classic, you know, it's the, what do you call it, the multiple goals object, right? Everyone goes, well, everyone's going for one, so we should fight for two and three, right? And no one goes for one. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, so Seeker of Fire is a dragon only one. Um, Tell of a thing. Yeah, so Crab and Scorpion share Keeper of Earth. Crane and Phoenix share Seeker of Air. Dragon and Unicorn share Keeper of Void. Lion and Scorpion share Seeker of Void. Lion and Unicorn share Keeper of Fire. And no one else has Seeker of Fire. Crazy, isn't Only it? the dragon. So There's not a lot of overlap when compared to the pre-Gen Con update, when the pre-Gen Con standings, but there is a lot of, op update, a lot of, a lot of overlap now. So... It's a little strange, but we'll see what happens. Mm. Yeah, I I played one game with Seeker of Earth uh, as as Crab, and I'm like, this is not, this is strange. <laughs> this is really really strange. I don't have keepers in my deck. Why? So it's it's a hunt. So I think I'm going with Defend the Wall and Public Forum as my Earth as All my right. Earth ones. I can buy that. Mm -hmm. uh, public Forum because you know it has to break twice, right? right. So. I'll We'll tell you one thing, and this is one of the, the deals I found just now that we could have, We I think we half predicted. The changing in roles, go, switching over from Seeker Void to Keeper Earth to test for myself, mm -hmm. the first thing it changed, obviously, it sounds dumb, the first thing it changed was your province selection. And not in the fact of, I now can't do, do, do two Void, but what you were trying to do with provinces. Right. Oh, really yeah. quickly. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, wait yeah. a second. Hold on. Absolutely. Really interesting. No, I've no, tried no. three it's, different configurations already. You know, it's so. fantastic. And yeah. and it did inspire me, like, <laughs> with with pl having played so much crab, so much of my crab deck preparing for Gen Con. And, and at Gen Con, I, I played really well. 
I, I said I made that one mistake about identifying the Phoenix stronghold, but I, through seven rounds at 46 years old, I don't think I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I, I was, I, at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, I, I didn't, I don't think I made a mistake, a single play mistake. I predicted what might happen. I was, I, I, I anticipated what my opponent may or may not be doing. And I had some great games. I was, the cards that were what they are, right? So I was doing the best of what I had. And I don't think I made any mistakes. It yeah. was fantastic fun. Yeah, I mean that's that to me is where we are with the game right now. I've I've been, I've picked up playing a lot more after the after the most recent cycle completed. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for those packs to come out, mm-hmm. and knowing it wasn't going to Gen Con, I'm like I'll prep for this. And that's the kind of thing where you've done you've made the calls, you've made decisions based on those calls. You've done nothing wrong as such. You've been outmaneuvered by your opponent. We're in the right place in the game. That's awesome. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was sad to see Crab didn't do very well, didn't do as well as it could have in Gen Con. So. But again, uh, congratulations to Anil and Travis for doing so oh, yeah. well and getting to the top two. Uh, a lot of Phoenix in the top two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the conversation a lot uh, about Gen Con or at Gen Con was really about Hawk Tattoo. Hawk Tattoo was in yeah. 14 of the top 16 or 12 of the top 16 decks. And so wow. it's yeah. insane. Yeah, it is a very powerful card. Yeah. Having having played with and against it, um, I kind of like where it is personally. I mean, it has it has counters, it has uses, it plays both ways well. I mean, to be fair, most of the games are done with both people with Hulk tattoo, so it came into a fight of how you use them best. Right. You know, so yeah. right, it just it just urges the dragon splash too much, uh, and, I, and I think that's reasonable. and you know there's a lot of talk. There was a lot of talk about at Gen Con about get it getting errata for attached to a character you control. So there were a lot of people talking about that. Um, yeah, it's a very strong. So we'll move. see. I don't know. Well, okay, so I can see why people would want that, but I'm not sure if Fantasy Flight would necessarily go for it. They're eradicating a card is a big deal. Yeah, far more likely to get restricted. Far more likely. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. I, I can see it. But yeah, hitting the restricted list. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. All right, so Gen Con is behind us. It's in a rearview mirror. <laughs> Carol is here going. Over here. I'm I'm really excited. So, with the conclusion of the elemental cycle, comes a great opportunity for you and us, as we as it happens, to read all through the elemental cycle fiction, which I did, which last we week. did which last week. week, which we did because our our buddy Jason messaged us all and says if you haven't read tiger stocks his prey you must do so now and so we all went oh okay we're recording all right let's let's record let's read let's let's read it and to be fair to him i read that then stopped and went to another of the guys i I do a lot of stuff and went hey have you read this no go read it (laughs) so what we're going to do right now i'm going to steal one of my things from a favorite podcast which is we're doing a spoiler cast bit here we're about to discuss something that if you haven't read it Pause. The podcast will be here. Go away. Spend about five, ten minutes. Read the thing and come back to us because uh, it'll, then... It'll probably take... Then. There'll, there'll be 12 minutes of perfectly fine reading. And then 15 an minutes oh of... An shit moment. 15, 15 minutes of shock silence. And then, yeah, fifth, an, an oh shit moment. And then there's uh, going to be another about three or four minutes. So, well, I have to admit, when I read it, I I made the mistake of going on to uh, the subreddit for L5R before reading the fiction. Oh, Lord, the, yeah. the drop and down. I, and, there, and, the, and there was this absolutely killer spoiler <laughs> thread in there where, it, I forget who the, the gentleman uh, or the person was who... The who summarization, wrote, yeah, it was, right? it was a bullet uh, yes. point list of like what happened in yeah. it, uh, and it was hilarious. Say, and the best thing is that someone picked out is, so we're assuming you've read it at this point, we're about to spoil it. Okay, okay wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Yeah. So really, 
Yeah. If you haven't paused us yet, if you haven't read Go it away. yet, <laughs> do so. Pause. Right. Pause. And we're back. Okay. okay. All right. There we so, go. So yeah. So the guy does a quick drop down saying like you know um, you know I, I love the description by the way as well. You know the emperor does this kind of thing. Emperor messes up in front of everybody. Um, Okoko Tsuri murders by words, <laughs> which was just perfect. You know he goes and he's doing all these little bullet points of events which are all fairly like short term ones. And he goes and then the emperor drops. You know I'm going to advocate. I'm going to put my second son in position. I'm going to give um, the regency and basically control of the empire to Bushi showed you. Next bullet point. Holy shit. <laughs> Next bullet point, you know, yeah. and that is how you, you read that and go, wait, what? Wait, hold on. I mean, the scorpion guy. Went, right. So, what? so now, so but let's let's oh. let's let's spoil this in a in a you know ordered fashion. Control, so, control. Yeah. Too late. So, <laughs> so uh, we we've learned, and I started. Uh, re- re- I read a few of the early pieces, and then I started rereading with the village one where the Shadowlands taint. Yes. Um, hits oh the my God, that was right. abs. That was the uh, tainted lands mm-hmm. uh, fiction, yeah. and mm-hmm. oh my God, mm-hmm. yeah. that was so crabby it hurt. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Every every word of that was like yes, yes. These are my people. So yeah. So you see. So in, in that one, you see that crab families are uh, are just suffering basically, right? Yeah. And and uh, and that the taint is moving into Rokugan. Like mm-hmm. they were the the you know the the framework was that this village was brewing alcoholic drinks. They were brewing shochu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So which is it's they're holding back some barley from their it, from yeah, their it's, it's barley white lightning basically is what it is. Yeah, from their contributions, Chinese, yeah. and they were making the alcohol, and then visitors came upon them, and but then the which, tainted tainted uh, bushi. Well, so invaded, so really? what you have to understand is. The, the 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 growth products the the produce of a region is how they paid their taxes so right. they were basically allowed to keep x amount of that for their for the village to feed the village and everything else goes to the emperor right. well they were holding back a little bit from the emperor to basically make illegal moonshine which is a capital offense yeah, and for, the, basically yeah. basically <laughs> It's not just who's who in the village is doing this. Okay, they're dead. No, no, no. This is the village supported this. The village is dead. Sort of thing is very possibly right. So what we're talking about, right? So that that if you're not familiar with you know some of the like you know sort of Japanese sort of uh, you know feudal historical stuff, things. Yeah. That's you know the little explanation there is, is so for, as to why they were so. Oh my God! You know, there's a you know the are you know the samurai is coming. And and we haven't hidden this these barrels correctly. Right, it was basically right, the right. whole village was. They were anticipating someone coming for the delivery of the moonshine. Yes, and then the uh, the tax. Their the, the local the lord shows the up. Magistrate. Yeah, right, the local yeah. magistrate shows yeah. up, and oh my god, we're all dead. Yeah. So that's the setting for this. So that's why everybody's running around. And, and that and then, that ended very well. I mean that that was it was she's the the magistrate sacrificed herself. Yes. Did not you know did not kill the family. But had the the young man in the family swear that should anybody show taint that he would kill them and himself, and and that is like, a huge thing. Like a you know, your 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 <laughs> lord asking you to swear something, that's like you are putting the the honor of your you yourself and your family on the line there mm-hmm. if you do not fulfill this this mm-hmm. obligation. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a big deal, and yeah. So it, there was that it was just a great story. And then there was a story in which uh, Kato Kasori featured, 
and she, due to her activities and what she had done, not it, mostly having to do with the novella, the Cato are now a recognized family of the Phoenix Clan. And and line in the the line in the thing was congratulations. I am very sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was a good yeah. st- I mean I so one of the things Kasori has going for her now is that we've read the novella. We have 100 pages of more familiarity with her and with Sukune than we do with just about anybody else. Yep. Right? And so she's someone that I know and and that story was was really pretty cool too as well. And as I'm finishing that story up, I realize, you know, I haven't read any dragon not well, much. the yeah, very not next, yeah. the very next story was Perfect Land Sect. Yeah. Uh, centered oh, yes. kind of on the kind of with what's the scorpion? What was the scorpion woman? Oh, uh, Shosaro, uh, um, Miyaki, Mi- Miyako, Miyako. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. Sure, Toshiro Miyako. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So she was portraying herself as a dragon. And you know what? The thing I loved about that story was her mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like. So she like actually, you know, puts on a whole new personality. Mm-hmm. She thinks of herself in t- as two different people. You know, when she's when she's being her scorpion self, she thinks of herself as Miyako. But when she's in character, she she takes on the personality of Ku- and Kuri Ku- Kuni. So I think I I, forget what, I, forget I can't remember the, her yeah. character's name was, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. like wow. Like and so like tries to put everything about her old self. Uh, so it's not that she's playing a role; she actually becomes the role as much as right. she can. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. And, me- then, me- and that is awesome. Me- <laughs> me- method acting for survival. Yes. Yeah. So it's interesting because so so we know the perfect land sect is making plans, but we don't know. They and they leave that well. Isn't that's pretty the, vague. I mean, that's the interesting, worrying, interesting part. There is the fact they're organizing at all is kind of like, oh, hold on, they're no longer mm-hmm. ju- no longer just a crazy group of people. It's like, wait, they're trying to do things. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they really are a threat to the Empire yeah. and possibly mm-hmm. trying to overthrow the Celestial Order and everything. Yeah. Which is, yeah, which is a big deal. So, yeah. so I think I'm on record having said that <laughs> the fiction in the previous in Imperial Cycle uh, left me a little like, eh, well, you know, okay. I thought it was good. Okay, I finally, I finally, finally uh, caught up on all the fiction. Yeah. And I thought the Imperial Cycle fiction was really good. I, I like this a lot more. The yeah. Imperial Cycle fiction didn't hit me there wasn't enough the imperial there cycle weren't fiction enough differences the, in, yeah. in the pieces the imperial cycle fiction was still a little more set up exactly so that they're, they're, they're sort of building up now things are starting to you're actually starting to see some of the things that were building in the imperial cycle fiction you know start to compound on each other a little bit mm-hmm. like the naga story in the in the elemental cycle one you know built off the naga story in the uh, imperial cycle mm-hmm. fiction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it brought things you know a little bit more to a head you know yeah. things, so that the tension is building yeah 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 yeah, the, yeah the, the, so that's probably why you're like the, the naga the, meeting the naga meeting the unicorn yeah so right? like, that was yeah. a big deal yeah so the yeah. elemental cycle fiction is just heightening the tension which is probably why it was more exciting to you it's, it's yeah. things are getting a little more there's there's more action going on. Well, but I exciting. also but I also think it was just I, I was better written. I mean, there is each, each one it was thematically good. separate. I can remember the heart of the garden one with Shahai in the garden and how thematic that was and how evocative that was and how different the writing was from that than it was from the Miyako story. I don't think you're totally wrong on the better writing stuff. I think we have had better, more in- more interesting written stuff in Elemental Cycle, but I think Doug's right in the money. The Imperial Cycle was the opening 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because everyone I, was no, trying, no, no. trying to, trying to I, set their scenes. Yeah. They were they were going to seem... You, now you said the whole, it felt a little similar on each one. It did, because we were getting a certain amount of origin story, or at least, you know, previously in Rokugan for each clan, as it were. So you're not... You're not I don't think you're wrong there at all. No, no, totally right. So, but yeah, now we've, now we've kind of hit an extended paradigm shift, ending with a bombshell. Yeah. 
it's well, and in anticipation of that bombshell show, the the heart of the garden story with Shahai oh, yeah. wrestling with her duty to teach Mashoto to the Sapoon, mm-hmm. right? Uh, she runs into Daisetsu. Yeah. Yep. And, and so, <laughs> huh. I wonder how he could become important in, say, Sorry. I don't know, Sorry. two, two I, stories? I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. We really don't. But it's one of those deals where, like, this huge huge banner going, foreshadowing! <laughs> he's, like, filling the sky. But he takes the path. It, like, he goes off the path, right? Yeah. That mm-hmm. was one of the big deal. That was one of the kind of the revelations that she has towards the end was yep. that he had stepped off the path mm-hmm. to see uh, the thing. So, yeah, you know, I think in the original one, the coup happened because they thought the heir was going to be Fu Lang, right? right? And it turned out to be the next kid. Mm-hmm. They thought that Hantai the 38th was going to become the embodiment of Fu Lang, so they cooed yes. and killed him and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Right. And it turned out that Hantai the 39th, who was Sotori... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, Hantai Satori yeah. becomes Hantai the 39th and ends up becoming the embodiment of Fu Lang. That's the old story. Yeah. This mm-hmm. story, I like that what they're doing is it's political, it's more Game of Thronesy. Yes, it's not least. it's not world breaking gods coming back into the world, mm-hmm. you know, to fuck with people sort of stuff. Yeah. It's so that so they're they're doing I think what's going to actually be a much better, much more fulfilling story. Yeah, the the original story with the second day of thunder and going and you know putting Fuling in his place again, yada yada and all that stuff was cool and exciting and fun, but it was it kind of destroyed the world. Well, well like, right, and it's and it's hard to get behind a person who wants to destroy the world via like via godlike powers. Right. But it's a lot more it's uh, and on the other hand, having two sides wrestle for control of the empire, one being you know, shoju side and people saying, "Hey, he cannot." But the Bayushi, right. the Bayushi clan cannot be in charge of the empire. That's a civil war that people can, yeah, more yeah, easily yeah. understand. It's, it's, an, yeah. it's an opposition to the classical like um, fantasy Mary Sue, as it were. It's like a bad guy is an interesting. If a bad guy pops up, "Hi, I am bad. I am the embodiment of all things that are evil. It's I'm just like that. Look at me. You yeah. know, here I am. And no, no build up, no setup. Where in this case, what we're getting, like you say, is she's humanity doing what it does and screwing itself up. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah so, sort of my my point with the the world breaking thing in the old story was. Now that you've done the second day of thunder and you've gone on, you know, battled Fuleng again, what do you do next? Precisely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. and so go? you see, yeah. and you, so if you look at the, the old, Superman at problem. the old stories, yeah, they had to keep escalating, and you know they 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 brought in other gods and things like that, and there's all this hugely supernatural, you know, gods, you know, playing a direct role in the world and doing things, and so you had to end up with this. You take a lot of agency away from people. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of supernatural stuff going on. And what I they're see. doing with this story, with the, with the new with the new fiction, is it's all very it's all lower powered. <laughs> to, yeah. This you know the gods are there, the comedy are there, the fortunes are there, everything else. But everything that's going on, the perfect land ethos, the declining birth rate in the scorpion in the the dragonlands, the elemental imbalance in the phoenix lands, the famine in the crane lands, the ascendancy of the scorpion in the imperial at the at a court. And with now showed you becoming uh, possibly becoming regent. It's it, interesting that you said it's all possibly human. because yeah. the, that that was one point that Jason made when he, he and I were talking about that. He's like, yeah, so the edict is written, it's been signed, but it, it hasn't has not, been approved or validated by the court. It hasn't been presented right? to court yet. The next the next day, so 
it'll be interesting to see if that well, kind of cliffhanger is a yeah. non-cliffhanger and it just gets validated or something happens between then and now. And bluntly... Right. And it's going to make worlds interesting. There was some fun wording in there about Totori's all, you know, when he's discussing... So one of the things we make clear here, just to clarify, the big obviously one of the big deals is that Totori has to write the scroll. He has yes. to be the one to, to actually yes. pen the edict and that will be plainly, plainly recognizable. And he says to himself, I can't write this, but honor demands that I do, right? And then he basically... The ending's a little woolly. Because does he write exactly? The emperor can't read it. Remember, he can't tell what is put down. So the moment yes. it comes forward, that's supposed to have been put together by him, that that isn't exactly what he was intending to be. Mm-hmm. Is it possible to Tori has? He's definitely not on the side of Bushi Shoju becoming regent. So let alone the validation. Is that's there a simple? True. Is there a simple? Does he not but, write what he's supposed to? But you look know? at look at everything that Totori does throughout the entire story. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He is he is very much the samurai samurai. You know, he totally so. He believes in Bushido, you know, mm-hmm. in in a big way, you know. So he has a, a fundamental you know, he's got he has I mean he has a fundamental conflict here, because you're right. He yep. he is bound by honor and he takes it very seriously and so to write down exactly what the Emperor says. Yeah, it's a, but interesting call, isn't it? Does, yeah. does he does he finally, Does he sacrifice honor yeah. for the good of the, the empire. empire. Yeah, does he do the scorpion thing, basically? Yeah. As it were, right, yeah, do duty, duty over honor, yeah. It's an interesting question. I'm not so certain he would do, but the, the question arises, particularly since as well as that, he has technically been foregoing honor in not declaring war on the unicorn, which yeah. is never, which is kind of a hilarious part where the, where the emperor basically is like, you really should be fighting me, you realize. You know, it's like, seriously. <laughs> so one thing that I think is interesting is that the, what I saw with that is Totori has just become the Emerald Champion. Mm-hmm. So... If he writes down the emperor, the imperial edict as the emperor states it, you know, Bayoshi Shoju shall be the regent. What are the ramifications for him from the rest of the empire? Oh yes, it's it's huge. Yeah. So they're not going to fault the emperor for making the edict because it's the emperor. He's the son of heaven. He is, you know, directly descended from the kami. He is, you know, basically infallible. Yeah. But they can, you know, go after Totori for writing down the edict. Well, the, the so this could this could this could impact his career. It could have it could have serious impacts on his life. It could have impacts on his marriage. There's all sorts of all sorts of fallout for him personally mm-hmm. if he follows honor. Yeah, the politics of what's going on is so. Is, as um, he he hints at the the story hints at the idea that every part of this has been thought out by. Um, by Shoju and Kachiko as maneuverings mm-hmm. to make this whole thing work, and the idea that he's the one that's his handwriting saying, "I am, you know, I am supporting this idea that Bayushi Shoju becomes the most powerful person in the empire." Is he the you know, one who personally <laughs> puts pen to the coup, yeah. you yeah. know, and, and makes it happen? And anyone, yeah. anyone yeah. sensible in court knows the emperor can't read the damn thing. So was this the emperor or him? I mean, yeah, the maneuvering is fantastic. Yeah, you know, I hope you hope you enjoyed it. If you've read it, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we did. Oh, Oh, there's it so much was, subtext was, in there. It's great. Oh yeah, and there were, and each one had its. Like I said, each each story really had its own sense of flavor, sense of timing, uh, theme. Uh, it's very. Uh, I think it was uh, better done than, than Imperial. Anyhow, to finish up here on the L five R discussion, Scorpion Underhand of the Empire previewed cards. So uh, as we as we suspect, Underhand will be released. I think uh, early October, late September. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one more comment sort of oh, relating sure. to Tiger Stalks' Prey. What's going to be in the damn novella? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the, I think I think that's counts. what the There is a scorpion novella yeah, dropping. It's going yes, to yeah. have to be a page turner, isn't it? Let's be yep. fair. 
get your pre-orders in, folks. <laughs> <laughs> While you can, right. So they previewed uh, some Scorpion cards out of the Underhand uh, clan pack, and some of the ones that are very impressive, fa- from the Shadows, which is play only if you're less honorable than an opponent during a conflict, put a Shinobi character into play from your hand or provinces into the conflict, the character enters play Dishonored. And, huh, I wonder if that pairs well with Oh, that's right. Take your pick. Everything. <laughs> Bushi Shadow. Shinobi, a, a two-cost character, 1-1 one, one with three glory. While this character is dishonored, add its glory to its military and political skill instead of subtracting it. And, huh, so you can put her in for free as long as you're less honorable than your opponent, and it's a 4-4. Four, four. Now, so there's the interesting bit. I've been, playing, been getting back into playing more recently, and I've definitely been doing a lot of dishonor wins. Which means at that point you're not playing that card playstyle. That those that those cards there, the less honourable than the opponent part, most of the time, realistically, unless they're playing like say heavy honor bomb, honor rocket style mm-hmm. plays and all that, mm-hmm. is you're not triggering a lot of these effects. Right. The six or less are fine. The right. less honourable than the opponent, different playstyle. And that's, yep. that's a cool design there. Yep. I have been yep. playing a lot of um Sadako there with um Discouraged Pursuit. The um I gain I gain a character, they gain I put a car- I put a Shinobi into play, I gain four military, you lose four. Right, right, which is right, just right, right. Hilarious. Yeah. Through and through. Yeah. You know? I someone played that against me uh, just the other day. Yeah, it's just ends like, oh, end, a conflict in one go. It's fantastic. Kind of sucky. Yeah. yeah the, um, the the card pool is really starting to get interesting. Mm-hmm. There's I'm seeing so much diversity in Jigoku, with the exception of seeing a lot of people play Unicorn HMT. <laughs> uh, no great shot. But, but even but even in that in, deck you know. build, even in that deck build, I see a lot of variety in the characters chosen. Um, yeah. So now that we've got two cycles out, mm-hmm. and we've got one clan pack with another on the way, we're just starting to get to that that point where there is enough uh, and two rolls, a large enough card. Yeah, and two mm-hmm. rolls. Mm-hmm. There's a large enough card pool that we're gonna start seeing some. Interesting variations on theme. It's not going to be just you know, you know. Here's the scorpion drop bear deck again. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. Planning it, what someone's working out what someone's planning is a lot harder. Though, so. Yeah. And I played Jason in real life two weeks ago, and he flipped the keeper of fire. This is right after the rolls were announced. Right. He flipped the keeper of fire, and I went, "Wait, what? No, no, no. That. Oh, shoot. You can it do is that. Is <laughs> Son of a gun. Okay." <laughs> Oisha Maria. So now, like, now you need, as, a, as the opponent, you need to be like, okay, what's the role? All right, what's th- the most likely province lineup? I don't want to say what's your province lineup because each person is their own creature, right? Right. You, you have the freedom to do that. Uh, but what's your most likely, what's most likely the, the lineup? I dig it. I like Liar's Mask. I think Liar's Mask is a Ooh, cool card. Yeah, no, no, that's rough. Um, um, I'm seeing. Um, anything you guys like? Well, from the recent document, oh, yeah, yeah, Takao, the new, the new um, Shinobi, the two coster, yep, military. So first of all, yay, more some freaking military scorpion finally, and that ability, <laughs> oh my word, that ability. Uh, Brother, his gift action, dojo. his action is while a dishonored character is participating in conflict, move this character into or out of that conflict. He's a three-one two-cost character. Uh, he is a dynasty character. So yeah, you so, will see him coming. So interesting little trick there in the dynasty side, but I mean that might be the only thing reasonably balancing him. That's a hell of a trick, right? Between way of being all the other things. Available well, there's an there. interesting oh. thing. You, uh, he's only a two coster, so charging him in isn't necessarily going to save you any money. Nope, but you could real. charge him in, and if there's a dishonored character there, you can move him out and, and then dojo, use him um, later. Moon Moon Dojo too, as well. Oh, oh I like I like yeah. the Brothers yeah. Gift Dojo, well, yeah. the the province. Yeah. Oh, Lord, yeah. What does that say? Uh, action during a conflict, lose one honor, and choose a participating character you control. 
Move that character home. Limit twice per round. Lose it's one a honor four and choose a participating. It's so a four strength province. So, so you're losing an honor to move someone. So great there to trigger with the less than honor stuff. Great to get you into the six range for the other toys in that set. Okay. Um, a move home only, which I think is what's keeping it in the realm of being sensible. You know, we don't want more favorable grounds. We're not stealing too much of, say, the unicorn pie of movement tricks. Right. But a great, great feint. Fantastic. I mean, perfect for the, the drop style stuff, you know. The whole, yeah. I mean, I've been doing a lot of throw Kachiko in, send someone home, pull Kachiko out for later. Yeah. Which, that just lends it's, itself to. It's a, it's a great tool for fainting. Yeah, uh, it's, you know. it's, it's, it's Scorpion Shinobi-ish perfectly. Right. Yeah, it's wonderful. I'm going to come at you like this. Oh, wait, I pull him out and put this thing in, and you're screwed. Yeah. I like to say, throwing someone in to use their ability and then calling yeah. them home for later. Yeah. Very cool. So, yeah, just more exciting stuff to look forward to, even though they are Scorpion cards. <laughs> I was looking, I was just looking at this. <laughs> so, yeah, Kyun Bayushi, we had to look back at, at the at the announcement, but it is Kyun Bayushi, and you're right. You, you were probably because you remember. Half remembering. It's a <laughs> plus two. There it is. Plus two stronghold, palace. Uh, bow the stronghold and choose a dishonored character you control. Ready the character. If you have six or fewer honor, that character gets plus one, plus one until the end of the phase. Wow. Now, so they the start with nine honor. So if you have six or fewer honor, that's <laughs> and this doesn't like the other like the other stronghold can keep you in the game. Mm -hmm. This one doesn't necessarily do that, right? Well, I'm going to point out that I think I'm pretty sure I've said this once already. Again, half remembering back to a little while ago, but nine honor needing to get to six or less. That's basically as it, as always with politics. You're one good assassination away from being there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> basically, very cool, very cool. Yeah, so that was underhand of the empire. Yeah, and and I'm. They didn't make a, any more announcements about previewing more cards, but that's... Have uh, you looked you at know, Bayushi Aramoro, though? Yeah, oh, oh, the killer. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, you yeah, know, that... The, the, the Five military, two political, oh, oh, oh. two glory. Two glory. Two glory. Which is, yeah. you know, nice for a scorpion. Back, back and forth. Yeah. Action. While this character is participating in a military conflict, dishonor this character and choose a participating character controlled by your opponent. Till the end of the conflict, that character gets negative two military and is discarded if its skill is zero. Military skill is zero. Yeah. Wow. Yep. 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 Along uh, with all the having dishonored guys in your side stuff, along with yeah, it's no. good that he's uh, unique. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. And then we do see they they cover up the text box, but we see Bayushi's whispers in that original announcement. Oh which my is god, the six that cost art. Three six, six something. You know, yeah. Um, I want that art. Zero <laughs> glory, and that's all we know. Yeah, so. I mean, let's as we were saying, let's be fair. It doesn't need much more than six three six zero glory. Yeah. But hey, we'll go yeah. from there. You know? Well, <laughs> with the with the six cost, the only other six cost we have is the the bird, right? Mm -hmm. So if we look at trends, it wouldn't be surprising to see no attachments, right? Mm -hmm. Except yeah. oh, whatever. Except well, that's also also there, there's a, there's probably going to be an attachments restriction. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, who the hell knows what? Yeah, little, little little worth noting that um, seems to be an FFG standard in a lot of their games like that, particularly Game of Thrones, where they have cards that are a massive people. You an attachment can't go on them because it's like you know one katana between twenty five guys, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then that, then that seems to be a group, a little bird. Well, also cloud the people. mind. Like you've paid yeah. six, you can't just it, someone just cloud can't play unit. one, <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's just cloud your mind. Blam, yeah, exactly. right? Like that's not cool. Precisely, precisely. Um, now you can Hiruma ambusher that person, but God's. largely it doesn't. Hiruma ambusher on. On a bird doesn't really work. That <laughs> yeah. also it, the amusing thought of them charging. Yes. <laughs> 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 so, uh, any other thoughts on the underhand of the emperor? 
waiting for more things, but um, like I said, yay military scorpion. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'll say right there. If Shinobi, right? That's what Shinobi, the Shinobi baby. are about. Oh, but yeah. but um, even though they don't exist. Of course not. There are none. So, Shinobi uh, we don't have. The yeah. non-Scorpion cards in there should be pretty interesting, too. We've got one card spoiled that's one of the non-Scorpion cards, a Kodo Kage. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right. The, the, lion. Yeah. the unique four-cost, uh, two military, four political, two glory courtier. Reaction, after honor dials are revealed for an honor bid, if your bid is lower than an opponent's, and you are more honorable than that opponent, set that opponent's honor, that opponent's honor dial to be equal to yours. They basically, no, you're not pulling this crap. Card. Yes. No, you can't bid five. No, no. And the you know you can't be high, you can't be higher than me to do all these various tricks. You can't. Trigger, I mean, he's, I can right, swim. Right. You can't do. You know. Contingency plan. This. Yeah. <laughs> it's set two as well. To be yeah. fair, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything else on L five R? Um, not that <clears throat> I can think of. I just no. The the scorpion pack looks good. I'm looking forward to what the crab card's going to be. But yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no kidding. And yeah, and now you brought it up as well. That scorpion novella is going to have to be a bomb, isn't it? Jeez. Oh yeah, the, the scorpion novella is going to be great. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah. So Keyforge. Keyforge. <laughs> so one of the things, yeah, I've been chomping at the bits to talk about this. One of the things that FFG did announce is uh, their own different, completely mind-bending game. Uh, at least this for those of us who have been t- playing collectible and customizable card games for uh, customizable you know, a long time. I think is the yeah, customizable decades. particularly, yes, term. for decades. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll bring up that I really wasn't expecting us to do to do much about this on the podcast, if only because I was like, well, we I'd love to talk about this, but it seems like co-opting the podcast and Tobin's all, key for <laughs> Okay, fine. <laughs> subverting, subverting a curse. <laughs> there we go. Well, we there's we enjoy it. We, oh, right? yeah. So... Um, we were playtesters for this, yep, and it was a blast. It uh, it was a blast to be a part of that, and it was a blast to play a game that you had nothing to do with the building of the deck. <laughs> it's, a, it's an odd little. It's a it's a strange. To be fair, a lot of the complaints I see. Um, from people that I think are unfounded. There are reasonable complaints about everything, but the unfounded complaints are from that whole trying to fit it into a deck building game pigeonhole. Right. Kind of going, yeah. Well, that doesn't fit. It, That's this is, okay. This is you know. a departure from yeah. every other competitive card game. Yeah. It's trying to develop a new competitive card game niche. Yeah. So, and it isn't necessarily for know, the most competitive in us. The, no, no, for, yeah. for the most competitive yeah. so, people. So uh, we're gonna we should apply Mono no Aware to this one. Just let it go. Just let the deck so. building go. Exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that and, is the big and deal. It's a for those of you who who have been maybe under a rock, Keyforge is what's called a unique game, uh, developed by Richard Garfield. He's been developing this, he said in the uh, in-flight report, two, two and a half years, something like that. An initial idea, 15 years old, yeah, two, two t- year yeah, development yeah, yeah. so far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he's trying to recapture the ideas that he sought to realize in Magic the Gathering when he first came up with Magic, which is people would have a limited amount of money and they would buy a limited amount of cards and they would play other people who would have a different set of cards and... Uh, so uh, there would be surprise at stake, mm-hmm. right? There would always be surprises. There would be the surprise. Table. There would be limited resources. There would be you'd have to take what you had and make the best out of it. That yeah. sort of thing. And little did he know that five, six, seven years later, people would be spending hundreds of dollars at one pop yeah. on uh, boxes and boxes of magic cards. 
and or commodities stacks and of singles stacks or, of singles yeah. and the whole deal I mean, and let's so. be clear as well that's a successful functional format but the point is is he wanted to do something different yep you know this yep. is I've, I've heard a lot of people try and attack this game and saying they don't believe it's an innovation well here's the thing it is Innovation doesn't have to work out whether this game's for you or not. It doesn't have to be something good, but there is nothing else like this. This is yes. remarkable and new and crazy. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that hasn't been talked about quite as much in all the noise you've seen, because the distribution method is so peculiar and surprising, is the game itself. The game itself yeah. is great. Oh, the yeah. game is loads <laughs> of fun. You know, it's like I would I would happily recommend it to anyone who is vaguely interested in trying a card game. It's right. perfect for okay. Them. Right. Yeah. If if your child is interested in things like Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever, this is this is a good game for them. And it's a good game for you because you don't have to build anything. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> but but here's the thing. The thing the thing about this is though is that it, the 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 mechanics are pretty simple. I go, then you go, then I go, then you go. You know, there's no there's no your like, turn, then turn. my turn. Yeah. yeah. Your turn, then my turn. Yeah. I cannot play cards on my opponent's turn. Yep. Yeah. So there. So that you know, there's a simplified mechanical structure there. And it, you can only play cards of a single house on your turn, and you so declare interesting that, choices. You do yeah. you declare that house at the beginning, and then you only play cards of that house, and that includes what you've got out in play too. Mm. So you got a very simple mechanical structure, but there is enough there. There's enough meat there to do to get in depth with it, and and when and trying to figure out card interactions. There's there's depth of strategy there that you that that you know an adult player can get their mind wrapped yeah. around also right and then also and and there's a lot given that there hasn't been enough said about like what if I play a deck and I don't like it I'm like well if you play a deck once and you don't like it don't make play it a second time play yeah. it a second third fourth fifth sixth seventh time I I have a deck that's zero and four and I I went away from it because I was fr- I was frustrated by it. But I'm going to go back to it at one point. Um, but in the meantime, I played it. I, I came out of Gen Con with three decks. I was lucky enough to get a third one. But I have the the second deck I've played has has one card, and they they've said that this is very rare that this would happen. That you have a card in Not there much. that says, "Oh, uh, you need artifacts for this t- card to ha- work, or you mm. need creatures of this type for t- for it to work." And you, in very very low number of chances. Uh, low low percentage chance that you will have that type of card and you won't have the matching card. So like a card that triggers Niffles to be stronger doesn't have any other Niffles in the deck. That's that's very rarely the case. Unfortunately, it's the case in one of the decks I have. (laughs) It says sacrifice sacrifice, uh, as many up to three artifacts you control and gain two amber in this way. And it's not there. And I don't have any (laughs) artifacts. No, there's not a single huh. artifact in the deck, so I can't do that. But so it's a card that I play to gain one amber, which is part of the economy of the and game. Part of the design. I mean, there's there's one thing you've hit as well is. Um, but I, now that I so sorry, my, yeah. my point being, now I know there's no artifacts, so I don't hold on to that card, hoping to get an artifact and sacrifice it. I just play it for an amber, and I'm right. Yeah, I'm exactly. on. So. I'm, and it's I'm still still not a still not a meaningless card. That's a smart design. There. Right. There's you know. still an amber game. Yeah. And so, this is one of the ones mentioning worth mentioning here as well. There's a lot. I've, we've looked at a lot of different newer card games for the cafe. Like we looked at uh, Lightseekers, for example, and this is very much not a magic clone, of yes. which there are plenty. This is not a dudes fighting dudes. That happens. That's not the point. You're not attacking the other guy. You're in a race situation. Really, you're getting to a certain score. And we could we could go on about minutiae about the game forever here. But like this is a remarkably clever, smartly designed new thing. Yes. It it is a a variation on a theme in some ways, but it is definitely an innovation. There's lots new in there to like. Mm-hmm. 
and it's it's just fun to play for me like i've played a bunch of decks you know play testing and you know stuff like that and it always takes me about two to three games to figure the deck out yeah mm-hmm. as it should. absolutely as it should. so absolutely. if you play a deck and hate it maybe you know it, depending on how frustrated you are with the deck maybe set it down for a while but <laughs> come back to it you know learn mm-hmm. it you know give it a chance Unless unless there's like a house in there that is just completely anti to any playstyle that you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. in that case, trade the deck away. Yeah. Right there, there will be a trade. There will be a trading economy for this. There might be a secondary economy for it. Who knows? Each deck is a puzzle to figure out. Mm-hmm. You won't unless you're like really familiar with the game and have been playing it for a while, like you know months and years. Sitting down with a deck for the first time is not. You're not going to figure it out. Even if you look at every card and read every card, you're not going to figure it out. Although that's going to be an event format in itself. I'm looking forward to, like, hell to being the turn up mm-hmm. to an event, everyone buys a mm-hmm. deck, sight unseen, oh, go. the sealed yeah. deck yeah. tournament? Yeah. Oh, oh, yes, yeah. I want to do that. I yeah. want to I'm play for that, yes. please. You yeah. know what the houses are, but you don't even, you maybe just shuffle the deck before you play. Yeah. You don't look at any of the cards <laughs> and you just draw them. Like, that oh, would be yeah. pretty amazing. And, uh, I'll throw this out as well. I, I think I posted one of the Keyforge reddits. One of the things the cafe is planning is what we're calling uh, white elephant drafting. Mm-hmm. Basically, where you bid for a deck and fight over them, and once it's moved a few times, it stays put. Okay. So you end up with this whole like, am I willing to bid up chains and things to play them? But oh, very yeah. cool. Oh yeah. Also, t- we very we cool. just saw it and went, this looks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yes, we're fanboys. We love the game. Yeah. So we're really excited about Keyforge. If if you like to play, it's a great second game. It's not a. It's oh, yeah. not necessarily a lifestyle game. It's a, it could but, be, but it, mm. it's a game that you play. You could play a lot of, yeah. But it doesn't own your life because you don't have any control over the deck construction. Well, it's per- it's also perfect for the. We play card games fairly seriously. We have friends who probably like card games who don't play card games particularly seriously. Mm-hmm. Would you like to play a card game? Cool, mm-hmm. two decks go. No, it, it, it could be, uh, and I said this to somebody at Total Escape the other night. It could be, the as Catan is to was to board games. This could be that to card games. Yeah, without any doubt. Where you get you, you get people like, oh, I don't want to deal with the meta. I don't want to... Because one of my challenges sometimes when I'm trying to teach people Netrunner or L5R or whatever these constructed games might be is like, yeah, here's a, here's my deck. I built this to do this. Oh, and you you only need to build this to do this. And you get to customize. And, and, and you see... So, and some people, they get excited, but some people... Their eyes glaze over because they're like, "That sounds like it's going to cost me time." Take take and in these games, yeah. you buy ten, you spend ten bucks, get a deck, you play with a friend. Yeah. Oh yeah, an hour later, you've had so. Fun. Take an easy metaphor. Most people don't customize their car. Most people go, "What's a good car?" Yeah, give me that car. Now, for the customizing people, that's fine. They get what they want out of it. That's us. But right. almost everyone just wants a car. Right. Well, this is the just a car deck game, <laughs> and it's going to be great. So we're, we'll be at league night some night, and we'll you know. Mm. Finish up our, a game of Alpha, a round of L five R. Look at the clock and think, huh? Well, we've only got about fifteen minutes or so until the store closes. And we have to leave. Keyforge. I was going to yeah. say, if you if you're on the buy, three or four games of Keyforge in the time of an L five R round is completely reasonable. Well, that that, <laughs> that would require. I think that would require two people who know their decks pretty well mm-hmm. to play quickly. Reasonable, but definitely two games at the very least. Two games in that time is totally doable. Yeah. So, perhaps. Yeah. 15 minutes perhaps. is is, you know, a game can be done in 15 minutes or so with Keyforge. Yeah. yeah, but it, they could also go long. They can. They can. So, they can. Just they like can. just like any other card game. Totally so. Right? Totally so. So, on to uh thanking a new Patreon supporter, Daimyo Celestino, aka Sal. Uh hey. Sal recently nice. uh became a Patreon supporter. So, if you're interested in doing that, you can visit 
the Patreon site at www.patreon.com slash artofwarcast. And thank you very much, Sal. Yes, thank you very much, Sal. We will be hosting our second annual Smokes, Tokes, and Rokugan at Joe Sensors on Thursday, November 1st in Roseville, Minnesota. I, for one, am hoping that it isn't going to be freezing-ass <laughs> fracking cold. But we won't know until we get there. So, it's uh, Minnesota. join us. It's probably going to be freezing as fresh and cold. <laughs> November. Well, it's it's out of three out of three years, we've had one year that was surprisingly warm, one year that wasn't so much, and then one year last year which was absolutely like it was like twenty, and I stood out there committed to smoking my cigar. So. You're lucky it wasn't negative. <laughs> That's true. That's true. If you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions, you can contact us at artofwarcast at gmail.com, via Twitter at artofwarcast, via Facebook, or leave a comment in the episode's comments section. Please review us on iTunes. It helps other Rokugani find us. Thanks for listening, and remember, Honor is the deadliest weapon. weapon.